Hello and welcome to Cruising for a Reviewsin, the podcast where I, Cara Westrath, <laughs> review Tom Cruise movies. This is the newest Tom Cruise movie that we're doing and I'm doing a live episode and I'm shitting myself, <laughs> but I hope it's going to be really fun. So we've just watched Top Gun Maverick. Uh, it only just came out. This is the second time I've seen it and it's still fucking ruled. And I'm just really, really excited that people came to watch it with me and want to hear me talk about it afterwards. Uh, I am joined by Ben. Hello. Hello, who you may remember from such episodes as, what was it? Uh, the Colour of Money. The Colour of Money, yes, that That's wonderful right. film. I actually listened to another podcast about that just today, actually. Oh. Um, yeah, thanks for joining me and helping me just talk about Top Gun Maverick. It is absolutely lovely here. That was, that was fucking great. Those planes were really cool and they were all going very, very fast and it was on a very big screen and that's kind of all I needed from that movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So we're not going to go like super into detail. If you listen to my podcast, you may already know that I just talk on and on for hours about each movie because I am a Tom Cruise fiend, but I don't want to spoil this for anyone too much. Uh, So this will be a much shorter one, but um, we'll just have a chat about what we liked about it. the couple of things that maybe you didn't like. Hopefully there aren't too many. Um, yeah, I'm also really nervous because you're all going to realise how much I edit my podcast because <laughs> I say, um, uh, so I stumble over words a lot. So that's exciting. I mean, you've kind of dug your own grave there. You just need to like set at the start an expectation that you're a person that says, um, a lot and then it becomes part of your brand. And then well, you, I know you that now. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> okay, well, everyone, what did you think of Top Gun Maverick? All right, random question. How many people here have actually seen the first Top Gun? That's pretty much everyone? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Who didn't? Who hasn't seen? Who hasn't, yeah. Wow. Wow. Extraordinary. It's two. That is two people. You know, it's been out for like 36 years, right? (laughs) Approximately. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's my first impressions of Top Gun Maverick is that it actually is way better than the first Top Gun. Oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Things So Top Gun isn't probably even in my top 10 of favourite Tom Cruise movies. And it's probably mostly because I didn't grow up watching, watching it a lot. Because um, my mum, who was here today, did not like Tom Cruise. So she, we just never really watched it. So I don't have that little like nostalgia for it like a lot of other people do. So I've learned to love it over the years because of I'm obviously becoming obsessed with Tom Cruise and all because it's like the most 80s daggy like homoerotic thing mm. of all time like that volleyball scene beautiful um but yeah this one I don't know even though I'm not really into like military films as a general rule and everything like it's just really really cool and fun it it is a shame that like obviously the military is a context concept is mostly perpetrated bad things you know historically but also that it's very very cool and yeah. that is that is tough to reconcile of just being like wow the way these guys all talk to each other that's dope the stuff <laughs> they do pretty badass like they just strut around in their uniforms and like oh man i could never be that cool no that's a shame i mean not about you personally yeah. sorry that wasn't like a, you could not be that cool uh i think they, they they are recruiting you could potentially be that cool if you wanted but yeah no. it's, it's tough i think they also don't let you do most of the stuff that was in the movie so i think that's well, one of my favourite things I just mentioned to my sister while watching the movie was like I could never join the armed forces because like what if my tummy hurts? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
What if I wake up one morning, I'm like, oh, tummy ache. I can't fly planes and blow things up today. And they're like, well, stiff shit. I remember being a teenager and being like, oh, I, I couldn't join the army because I just like sleeping in too much. Uh, just be out. Every day they expect you to wake up early and that sounds like just a whole heap of bullshit. And they yell at you yeah. all the time. Like you're crying as you're doing push-ups. How awful. No, thank you. No, not for me. So, yeah, it's weird that I enjoyed this movie as much as I do. But, yeah, it's really fun. Like, I'm trying not to be too spoilery because I, I when I release this, people won't have seen it, I guess. What can you spoil about this movie that's not, <laughs> like, in broom. the trailer <laughs> and also not in the first movie? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's All right, com- let's talk about the opening. I don't mm. know if that's too spoilery. Like, um, I don't know if anyone else noticed how much like the first Top Gun it was. Like that's all the orange orange colors that Tony Scott oh, favors, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's Highway to the Danger Zone mm-hmm. is playing. So yeah, they actually did that as a tribute to the first Top Gun. So they get that out the way, say, "Yeah, this is a Top Gun movie. Here's the song. Here's what you remember, and we're going to do something different now." Yeah, some like slow motion plane stuff, yeah, and also fast motion plane stuff at like sunset or sunrise. Yeah, really. Oh, sort I could of. never tell one was sunset or sunrise in this movie. I was getting very confused at the start of the movie by the chronology of what was happening because yeah. I was like, the ages of the children. it was. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, that is also very baffling because none of the maths works out there whatsoever. That is incredibly confusing because wouldn't Miles Teller's character theoretically be? At least in his mid thirties, if not slightly older. Late thirties, I think. He'd have to be, because right? Because he was like at least three or so when yeah. he was in Top Gun. Yes. Which mm. is confusing. Yeah, I, guess, I don't think they want us to think about that also, aspect too th- this much. This isn't like a chronology or an editing problem. I think it's a me problem. <laughs> I don't understand Miles Teller being a foot taller than Tom Cruise in every single scene, which I understand Tom Cruise is not a particularly tall man, but I'm like, well, there's, there's two small men there. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. This kept throwing me off. I was like, are they doing this on purpose? Are they? <laughs> that might have been it. Tom Cruise never used a milk crate, okay? I'm going to dispel that myth right now. He did look like he was wearing lifts in one of the earlier scenes of the movie, and I was like, oh, he, he does wear lifts, okay? Like, he's it's not a criticism. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. It's legal, but it's yeah. slightly disorienting. It's also weird, to, just in the, like, having the Kenny Loggins at the start and, like, the... The soundtrack on this, with its like three people credited in it, vacillates between such wildly different stuff where it's like, yeah, cheesy 80s guitar rock. And then like 20 minutes of it is pure Hans Zimmer, like big droney Blade Runner synths while the stuff's happening toward the end. And then it goes into that Lady Gaga song towards the end. I don't know if that's a spoiler, but like it's a very tonally, I don't know where I am at any point in that movie. Very no, confusing. I mean, it's a big contrast to the first film, which only had Danger Zone, playing with the boys, and then Take My Breath Away 400 times. Yeah, like, the perfect just, amount. Just cycling through those songs <laughs> yeah. and repeat. And then the one time that they are actually are in a Danger Zone, they don't play Danger Zone. <laughs> like, what? Cruelly what ironic. A waste. <laughs> um, okay, well, ooh, no, this is where it gets awkward because Kara didn't prepare anything. Mm. <laughs> Tom Cruiseisms? Tom Cruisesms, yeah, I guess so. Um, so this, like when we talk, okay, if people haven't aren't familiar with my podcast, we talk about Tom Cruisesms. So all the things that Tom Cruise does that are very Tom Cruisey that he does in a lot of his movies. Top Gun famously doesn't have like apart from the charisma thing that Tom Cruise has. <laughs> mm. Like he doesn't run, he doesn't get to do really any of his own stunts or anything in that first one. So they've sort of made up for that for this one. There was actually a surprising amount of running. Yes, I, and 
like the because I was keeping an eye out of it because we were talking about it before the movie. I was like, I'm gonna see this motherfucker run. I know I'm gonna notice this. And so like in the when they're playing football, I don't know what Americans call it on the beach. Uh, and I was like, oh, he's running kind of Tom Cruise ish, but. He runs later in the movie that in an unbelievably Tom Cruisey way, he's doing the like, yeah, yeah, in like snow, karate chop hands, yeah. Or is yeah. that a spoiler? No, no, no it's okay. We're going to spoil some things. He runs in this movie. That's There's not snow a in the trailer as well, so they've yeah. seen that. That's okay. That's right. Yeah. Actually, let's talk about the beach football scene. How did yes. we all feel about that? <laughs> I don't know if that's what they were going for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, my God, someone was wearing jorts in that scene as well, which was so baffling. Why? Why? Well, in the first one, there was justification for why Maverick was wearing jeans is because he... It was! (laughs) (laughs) So he was on his way to have a date with Charlie and time was, you know, it was like an impromptu volleyball match and he... I don't! I'm not saying it's a good reason, okay? (laughs) He tried. He was very desperate to have a shower after that scene, um, but yeah, he he kept, he kept checking his watch and he was like, "Oh, I've got to have this hot date soon." But also, she ate dinner at five thirty p.m. That's crazy. Which I know you guys do. <laughs> 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 That's absolutely oh, not true in any way. <laughs> I obviously really liked the beach football scene. Mm. And would you like to articulate why? All the hot, muscly boys. <laughs> oh my God, it's so beautiful. Buff, buff boys just <laughs> writhing was, around. It was great. Apparently, uh, Tub Cruise was like insanely, well, like obviously insanely pedantic about everything because that's his whole thing. But like about that scene in particular where they shot it, uh, there's a, I was reading a thing where, um, not Miles Teller, the, the other gentleman who doesn't have a moustache plays Hangman. Uh, I cannot remember. Glenn Powell, yeah, that's the one from Everybody Wants Some. Uh, he was like, yeah, we, we finished that scene, it wrapped, and like we're like, great, we're all done because everyone had been shredding for weeks for it. And his exact quote was like, we went out to drink a lot of beers and eat some tater tots. <laughs> I was like, all right, fair enough. And then the next day, Tom Cruise watched the like rushes or whatever and was like, no, nope, you don't look muscular enough. Everyone's straight back into the gym. Oh. <laughs> Got them all to like, get shredded again and then reshot the whole thing. They're also like so oily in that. Mm. Seed lathered in oils, all yeah. of them. Wet. Yeah, but not but like were, beach wet, like oily wet. Like they had a slick to them. Well, you know, being wet on the screen doesn't look like you're wet on the screen. You got to oil it up. Yeah, it's like horses and like, cows. T- yeah, 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 taping yeah. up ten chickens to make <laughs> like a cow. <laughs> also, it feels like they use that scene. Like obviously, it's an homage to the scene in the previous movie, which nearly every scene in this movie is an homage to a scene in the previous movie. But it also seems like it was a kind of lazy short circuit for just like, well, we have to reconcile all this plot stuff of them kind of getting along, but not really. And it's like, well, in the course of one po- football game, they're all friends now. Oh, look, <laughs> they they tackled their senior officer, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they oh, should have given Bob, Bob more great. screen time. Bob needed wonderful. an arc. Yeah. His arc was like, hey, here's Bob. Oh, everybody likes Bob. And then we just <laughs> sort of sat there for the rest of the movie. And frankly, I, I do like Bob. Yeah. I agree no, with him. I don't him. know why I like him, but he's a great guy. Yeah, he just seems nice. He spilt some stuff on himself at the start, which was meant to introduce him in a fashion that I don't fully understand. He didn't get a joke and they're like, oh, Bob. Classic Bob. <laughs> That's our Bob. Um, okay, other Tom Cruise-isms, stunts. So this will take a minute. <laughs> so he didn't do stunts. Like he wasn't, you know, abseiling off the tallest building 
in the world or anything mm. like that. But he did learn how to fly fighter planes specifically for this movie, which the fact he can fly planes and helicopters and stuff anyway blows my mind. Like yeah. I guess if you're that rich, you can, but... They have to let you, yeah. They have, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess you got the time, like when you're not making a movie. But I don't know, like why? There's a few actors who have plane licenses and stuff, but... Not a lot do. Yeah. So I guess you have just have to be really into it. But it just still blows my mind that this guy could just f- go, I want to learn to do this. They're like, okay. And then you can just fly his fighter jet. Like the fighter jet part, I think, is like John Travolta flying a you know passenger aircraft or whatever. I'm like, yeah, okay. Good on you, pal. Yeah, fucking right. Tom Cruise getting in like a fucking F-18 and doing barrel rolls. I'm like, oh, you crazy son of a bitch. You did it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like all uh, that impressive. footage of him, like you could tell – like the G's and so, I don't, if anyone knows how G's work, I don't actually understand. Like, how fast is ten G's? Uh, so G's okay, how fast are you going to make your face go what? like that in ten G's? So, so one G is one Earth gravity, which is nine point eight meters per second per second, uh, oh, which is what gosh. we're experiencing right now. <laughs> <laughs> and 10 Gs is 10 times that much, which is why they were saying it's as if you weigh 2,000 pounds at 10 Gs. That sounds awful. Uh, yeah, it's not good for you. It's very, very bad. All the it's like having an elephant sitting on your chest, and it really is. Which is bad. I, I mean, I'm not a medical doctor. I know there's one in the house here. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Doc- uh, Dr. Tony, uh, is it good to have an elephant sitting on your chest, in your medical opinion? Okay. okay. Are you going to bill me for that question or is there <laughs> is that on the schedule? Can I get a rebate for that one? Oh, no. Oh, that's true. Your feet might explode. This all sounds very bad. <laughs> And all right, not going to And they G's. did that to them, which is why they were vomiting all the time and why they were, you know, that's which is kind of fucked up. I mean, they didn't put them through 10 Gs or whatever, but they're still going through a lot. Yeah, I think going through 3 Gs, I think, would be more than enough. Yeah. And, and plus, oh, hell yeah, I love those. 3 G for mind control. It's in the vaccine. Check that out. No, it's just <laughs> This is a complete non sequitur, but uh, one time, I don't know why I fucking watched this, this is terrible, but uh, on, I don't know, Sunrise or some shit, one of those shows, Grant Daniel was in like a stunt plane while he was doing a live cross and they were like, we're going to interview him while he's doing like mild barrel rolls going through like <laughs> two to three Gs of acceleration or whatever. And it was just like him being like, well, I'm up here having a great day and then immediately just going, Whoop, and like passing out. <laughs> Very satisfying if you like seeing Grant Daniel pass out. <laughs> And I do. <laughs> Did anyone see the thing that came out this week of Tom Cruise taking James Corden up yes. in a plane? So I don't care much for James Corden, but whenever no. he does things with Tom Cruise, it's a good time because Tom Cruise spends the whole time terrorising James Corden. <laughs> that is the dream. So there was another time after one of the mission, well, after Fallout where he made him go skydiving and he was absolutely shitting himself, as you would. And Tom Cruise is just like cackling with laughter as he's tumbling out <laughs> the plane. <laughs> But this time, yeah, he took him in, I think it was a much older, I've only just watched it and I can't remember, but it was like an older fighter jet and he was like an old, like World War II kind of, yeah. Oh, is this the one that he has, the the P-51? P-50. Okay. P-50. P-51 or P-50? I will fight you. Oh. <laughs> 
And okay. he, yeah, so he owned that and then brought it to the production and then flew it, which is why that fucking hero shot at the end there, spoiler, sorry, uh, where you're like, oh, that's him at the controls and the only other person in the plane is not like a military co-pilot. That is also the actress, Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm. And they're both in that plane and it's for real yeah. because it's his plane. That may as well have been in his personal time. <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucking wild, though. But anyway, James Corden had a dreadful time. We were screaming the whole time, and it, but it looked so cool. Yeah, yeah good. Some good <laughs> things do happen in this universe sometimes, and that's lovely. I don't know if this counts as a stunt or not, uh, mm. but he has trained himself to only smile while travelling at high speeds on a motorbike without a helmet on, which, <laughs> like, every single shot of him on a motorbike, he's smiling like it's the happiest day of his life. All right, this is something my sister and I noticed. And like, it is illegal to ride on the road without a helmet in California. Yeah. But and not I'm like, everywhere he just doesn't US. give a shit. Mm. Like, he's just... Yeah, he's like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He is some kind of maverick. He but might like, have technically been within the bounds of the Air Force. I, yeah, no, I actually, think no, it's all the time. He's while he's cruising around San Diego. The yeah, man yeah. refuses to wear a helmet. And she wasn't wearing one either. God damn it. Entertainment, <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I don't know when you're going full speed in a motorbike that aviators will do shit. But would they stay on? I'm like, no, I don't think they would. Yeah, I don't know. Like for a fallout, he had to get like the proper full like sclera lenses mm. in the Paris chase scene because he couldn't wear a helmet in that scene, I guess. But he obviously your eyes water and it's dreadful, so they had to get the full contact so he wouldn't have watery eyes for the for the chase scene and fallout. Do you think there's like an angle you can hold your head at where like the wind force will keep the aviators on your face and if you deviate from that even slightly, they're just whipping off into the <laughs> distance? Here's another fifth Mission Impossible as well where he just like jumps in a motorbike, grabs some sunglasses, but he goes really low. So I don't know mm. if that he's just in like the... Yeah, these, these I also I know like a lot of things about vehicles in the, the wind tunnel yeah. Yeah, on the motorbike. Yeah. Slipstream, that's it, yep. Incredible, <laughs> that's right. They were in the Gulf Stream, which I believe passes over. Um... You said something at the start of the – before we watched the movie. Mm. We are talking about stunts. Um, do you want to go over a little bit of just the, oh, the, the, plane? the plane business? Yeah, yeah. a little bit of that, yeah. Uh, yeah, so obviously because you, it's very, very hard to uh, film inside of a plane as a like a regular cameraman uh, because you don't really have anywhere to squat with your camera because they're very, very small. They just had to train everyone up there to do – everything themselves. So they jammed tons and tons of cameras inside the plane and on the outside of the plane uh, so that they could just fly for hours at a time and film everything. But then they also, on top of training the ensemble cast of young actors who were all inside the planes on how to look like they belong in a plane and how to do all that business and how to withstand sort of going through high Gs, they also had to train them how to film themselves at the same time. Uh, which, you know, covering things such as recording their own sound, uh, making sure their lighting was good, doing their own makeup, which is beyond the pale. That's fucking insane. Uh, And then for whatever reason, the person in charge of designing the training school they had to do that was Tom Cruise. He put together like a three-month training package for these guys. I still don't understand. So I said this before at the start as well, that part of that training was for underwater evacuations. That I believe the, that was like if you if their plane crashes in water, like they need to know yeah. how to get out of it. I guess. Yes, but I had kind of thought that this might have been something that appeared on screen at some point for them. And no, I think maybe that was just a general safety measure for if shit went awry. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they could have been around. They could have just had what is the name of the giant Scientology boat? The oh, that is it. I thought that was That's just the name of the organization. Name. 
Mm, it's not great. No. <laughs> and the organisation, also not great. Uh, <laughs> so I've heard, yeah. They could be doing the rescue work there. Uh, yeah, apparently they shot something like 800 hours of footage of just plain stuff for, for the movie, which, like, is a... <laughs> I mean, you could do one of those like insanely long film art projects that no one has ever watched in its entirety, except for maybe you. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is a crazy big shooting ratio uh, for like any sort of a movie. But I guess they just wanted cool raw footage of planes, which obviously there is a ton of in this movie. But also, I'm not an expert on uh, aviation, and also all of the shots would. Very, very short. So if you showed me a bunch of jumbled, okay shots of planes flying around, I would still be like... Mm. Nice. Yeah, I would never be like, well, that was a different plane. I would just be like, hee-hee, oh, 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 he's done a flip now. Uh, but I guess I'm not, you know, I'm not the lit- litmus test. It's Tom Cruise and his incredibly high standards. Yeah, um, I think uh, going on to the continuum, sorry, from when, what you were saying about them having to, you know, do a lot of the camera stuff in the... I was watching a little interview where they were, yeah... Tom Cruise is te- teaching them how cinematography works because they had to be their own cinematographers. It's so weird. And everything as well. And, yeah, like you said earlier, like you're throwing up. Most of them, was it three of them? Just Three of the six, yeah. yeah. I don't know if he was like using hyperbole or if that is a specific figure. But I hope Bob yeah. was one of them. I feel like Bob was just vomiting <laughs> the oh, whole time. I, I like, reckon I Bob was George. I love him, but, yeah, I you're have a wishing feeling that on the actor that played him. <laughs> um, yeah, that's nuts. Like I just – couldn't imagine being in one of those planes doing multiple Gs now that we've worked out what they are. Mm. And also uh, being a cinematographer and, you know, figuring out how you shot looks and, oh, the sound sounds like shit. We'll get it started again. Oh, there's also a bit where um, Rooster, which I don't know if this is a spoiler. You've probably <laughs> if you've seen the trailer, it's not. But he is Goose's son, so there's a little bit of tension and conflict there because of what happened in the first movie. And if you haven't seen the first movie, Goose dies. Spoiler again. <laughs> I can't believe it. 36 years later. <laughs> and there's a bit where Maverick kind of does a quick flip and he almost like he sort of falls into the glass bit of the. Mm-hmm. And, and they kept that. That was an accident. He just hadn't tightened his seatbelt properly. But they're like, yeah, that looks real and authentic. Oh, Ooh, another thing that was real and authentic was when at the start, Ed Harris is standing there like hands on hips like don't you do it and he <laughs> booms over him and then just like destroyed the set because the plane was very low and it, it straight up popped the roof off the Hell building yeah. about it i was like oh that okay so that doesn't happen every day then probably because probably you probably wouldn't want that happening in your buildings god ed harris looks fucking fantastic yeah. he looks like a skeleton that's like like a cool skeleton <laughs> Like a skeleton that's like an authority figure in your life that you're terrified of but respect and love very much. Oh, yeah. I wish he'd been in it more. I thought <sighs> he might have been the villain, but there actually wasn't a villain. No. Well, John Hamm came around pretty quick. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, well, obviously it was... <laughs> well, I mean, they're cool as hell. Like, look how cool they were in their dark planes with their dark... Yeah, they, they did look like badass. Doing their cool hand movements. Well, all right. We, we can rule out a few countries that it's not. It's not Russia because they already have a nuclear weapons stockpile so we wouldn't bother destroying... They're already nuclear capable. Well, yeah, but they're, they're surplus... They're surplus aircraft, though. They're, they're not necessarily that of the nation from which they're from. Uh, we can say it's probably not any Middle Eastern country because there's high alpine terrain there. So I, I think they've sort of made it no one. Yeah, it's very ambiguous. So. Yeah. Can you look at the one of the plane that looked like the Russian star, but they've taken like three points 
Oh, that's confusing. Oh, so they've, yeah, they just made it really ambiguous. So yeah. no one's like, hey. But I mean, why would Russia, if they already have nuclear capability, enriched uranium is not a problem for them. Why will we need to take that out? Maybe there's an alternate future. Who's the they in that situation? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think they went for like the classic sort of just like, well, you know, it's those bad guys and we've, or we've had some stuff with them, you know. <laughs> you read about that in the news all the time, which is a problem they had with the previous movie as well, where you're just like, well, we're not really actually at war with anyone and if we killed any enemy pilots from another country, that would probably be a huge problem. Mm. So we'll just pretend it's, you know... Stand, you know, because <laughs> those guys they've been on the edge of war with us for ages, and you know, they're not in the UN, so it's fine for us to attack them from an aircraft carrier. We just very quickly sailed over to wherever they are. Oh, we're just in the area, and oops, stop, stop these things in this hole, this tiny hole over here. <laughs> well, really, that doesn't look like I'm not a geo. You oh, tell. There's them. an argument going on about it being Iran or not. Also, <laughs> does I really enjoy how often the phrase fifth generation fighters" turns up what in this movie? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Oh, well, that's the. They're not fourth generation. That's okay. true, and they're not they're sixth either. Third. They're not there yet. But it's just funny how much emphasis they put on it. Like the general public, Joe public, goes into a movie and he's like, "Holy fuck, they've got fifth generation fighters." <laughs> You fucking serious? They don't stand a chance unless they have the power of courage, <laughs> and then maybe unless they're willing to not think at all. Yeah, that's the lesson of the movie, right? Is uh, no thoughts, just vibes. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. It'll be fine. It'll work itself out. Yeah, kind and of. It did. Yeah, actually, I don't even know if there's like a clear morality tale in this movie at all. I think it's it's about friendship. <laughs> Maybe. About friendship and me being the tensest I've ever been. Like I thought it, when I saw it the first time, I thought I was going to have a migraine. I was getting a migraine and it turned out my jaw was clenched so tight. I had to relax that, my shoulders consciously yeah. like several times. I was like, no, I'm not in the plane. I'm safe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm in a bits, chair. They have to do a lot of high flying, low flying and high flying again mm. without giving stuff away to people who haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> <laughs> so then when they go up high, when they, yeah, I guess. <laughs> They go up real high and then to the way they get over the peak of the canyon thing is they have to go backwards and A little twisty like, turn oh. there? Oh, no, thank you. You shouldn't have a plane upside down is my belief. Well, they do it a lot in this uh, too franchise. Much. <laughs> cool just, belief there. I really mm. like the idea that you think that the topography of this might be a spoiler. There's I someone just listening to this and being like, oh, they're not on flatlands. <laughs> okay. So it's not set in a salt God lake. damn it. No, I know. <laughs> Yeah, wait. You've just been thinking about this this whole time, and you've decided to rule out Iran. All right, I think there's roughly there's a few of us in here. We can really nut this one out between us. Someone read the Wikipedia article on the climate of Iran. Someone else on the geopolitical climate of Iran, and then we'll sort of we'll, we'll come to a consensus. Um, other little things. Um, I think there's only one thing that I thought was a bit cringe about this movie was the line. So, okay, Maverick always says, um, speak to me, Goose, or talk to me, Goose. Yeah, and then his mm. son says, talk to me, Dad. Like, oh, what? Like, is yeah. that a thing? I don't know. He died when he was a really young kid, so it was not something, not a thing they had. So did someone tell him that was a thing? And I don't know. Or that was a bit. it might be more literal than that, and uh, he is like a force ghost, and he has <laughs> actually been, he's been speaking to both of them actually the whole time. But uh, obviously, the, you know, the movie audience can't hear that. 
because it's yeah. a very personal experience having a force ghost of your <laughs> friend or father <laughs> speak to you. Okay, I'll go with that. I yeah. like that. Uh, this is uh, just a, a, a me question, not really a – you know how she had a, her rules, you don't disrespect a lady, you don't disrespect the neighbour, you don't put a, a phone on her bar top. Mm. Um, is this a more specifically just a no phones rule in general or I just that she doesn't – I not understand that at all. Does anyone have a – do you think maybe that the phones erode the varnish on your bar top or something? I don't fully understand what that was. Was that one of those like, no, we don't have Wi-Fi, just talk to each other type uh. things? Don't talk to strangers at bars unless they really seem like they would like to. Don't, don't do that generally. Just look at use the Wi-Fi. You don't even need it. Everyone has decent phone plans these days. You, if you want to sit at a bar, drink a beer and play on your phone... Please do that. You're like the perfect you, customer. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to ring a bell and make you pay hundreds of dollars. Oh, my God. That is a <laughs> crazy rule. I was very rule. cross about that, actually. <laughs> That's, I mean, American beer prices, you know, uh, insanely low. Don't know how they're not all dead. But also, there was like... 150 people in that bar. Yeah. That's uh that's fucked up. I don't and I don't I don't know for sure, but I don't feel like the armed forces pays super well anywhere, let alone the US. Yeah, I'm not enough to not. chat no. 150 people a beer. Also, uh this is a uh hitting the chest bone xylophone and making a different noise two times kind of question. But uh <laughs> the first time she rang the bell, everyone intuitively knew that that meant that the round was on him because he had mm. violated one of the rules. The second time she rang the bell, everyone intuitively knew it meant it's time to throw this man into the sand. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if they're just also keeping like a passive awareness of the, I like think a- so. I think everyone knows the rules <laughs> and it's only ever one dickhead who comes in throwing phones on counters and whatever else he and did. And then not paying and then, yeah. for the bar tab. He's a accrued and then like we see the, the wooden thing with the information like we look really closely and there's a, there's a long list of yeah. things that cause the bell to be ring and what order they have to happen in if the bell has been rung twice in one 15 minute period <laughs> but if it get rung, gets rung two times in quick succession in that period reset the clock start again <laughs> very confusing it's nice though that like everyone in there was a regular that's kind of cool everyone's just like oh we get to throw a guy and they designated amongst themselves who the throwing guys were. Oh, they were eager. I reckon they were like, the bell's ringing, yep. run! <laughs> Literally, she just touched the rope. These two guys like, ah, it's our turn. <laughs> so good. Also, Tom Cruise, look, I imagine he's not a light guy. So, I don't know, he just threw himself into their arms and like, he looked really light. Like, he looked really buoyant. He also <laughs> allowed himself to be carried with a dignity I don't think I personally could maintain. <laughs> By being carried out of a bar. He was just like, oh, ah, they got me. If someone was fucking carrying me out of a bar, I'd be like, you motherfuckers. Kicking I'm writing a one-star review with my one free hand <laughs> with the phone that's caused this problem for me in the first place. And I'm copying and pasting it to seven different websites. I'm not going to be smiling. He's, a, I guess, a more charismatic man than I am, maybe. I uh, mean, this is a... A Navy thing we just do not understand. Yeah, the classic Navy throwing people out of bars. <laughs> hurling people into the sand. Also, right. like the you could have thrown him into the water. The water's a fair way. Like they're gonna they're gonna carry him like a hundred meters across, like hmm. Like you were on Everyone's the beach. peering in the windows. Yeah, they did it. <laughs> <laughs> to the dwindling twilight, like <laughs> I think they're in there. Oh god, one of them's coming in. Oh oh no. Oh shit. <laughs> oh she would get swept out. Another another tragic casualty of our bell ringing policy. <laughs> uh, um, the relationship between Maverick and Penny mm. I thought was quite nice. Um, when you compare it immediately to Charlie and Maverick where it was just, that was a bit fucked, mm. their relationship. And like she's like, I've, I'm not taking that job in Washington. And I'm like, for Maverick? No, go to fucking Washington. Are you kidding me? But this one was like a, they'd 
been together. They had a very casual thing, split up a couple of times, and now they wanted to be serious. And it seemed much nicer than... It, it was very succinct how they communicated all of it. It's just like, oh, obviously they've had sex before. And she's like, we simply mustn't. And he's like, <laughs> yes, we mustn't, I agree. <laughs> and then one act later, they're like, well, we simply must. <laughs> And then they're, one they're act later, horny, so horny for each other. Oh my god! But it's like a nice sort of like a, it's a gentle. Ah, oh, we've done this before. Middle age horniness, which yeah. are nice. It's a comfortable horniness. Yeah. Two people who are like, oh, we're probably going to end up having sex later, but let's be coy about it. For yeah. a <laughs> it's exciting. I like I, that. I, for I them. liked it. I'm like, oh, this it's is nice. nice. It's kind yeah. of an easy charisma to the two of it as well. Like it was obviously very convenient to just go into a bar and she's like, oh, I own this bar now. <laughs> by the way, well, I hope we don't end up in love again. Uh, <laughs> Geez, a Lou, here I am in your aircraft hangar. <laughs> and I do have an afternoon free. <laughs> I do still have a wedding ring. <laughs> we could go. Um, all right. I think for Tom Cruise's, like, oh, I don't know. We probably There was probably more. I can't remember. I have to watch the movie again, I guess. Yeah, third time in a week, roughly. Well, I haven't seen it on the big, big, big screen near my house. So, I'm oh. gonna, and I'm going to go during the, like on a Monday during the day where there's no one there and I'm going to have the time of my life. What size screen did you see it on the first time compared to the uh, We saw right? it on a big one at Chamside, but it wasn't like yeah. Titan Lux. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you want to get – this is not a paid endorsement for the <laughs> Titan Lux at the Reading Cinemas, but it is very large. Yeah, it's a good screen. Yeah, and not, it's pretty affordable too. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, well, the last thing I'm going to say is I just want to point out – and I'm sorry, my husband is in the audience, but – damn, Tom Cruise looks so good for someone in his late 50s. Mm. Like <laughs> – um, I don't know, like if that's what fillers and things do to your face when you're in your late fifties, I'm like, I may be getting fillers. Fill me <laughs> up. I'm ready. <laughs> like, fill me up. Let's go. Like, oh, I just I don't know. Um obviously I'm a really big Tom Cruise fan. I find him very handsome and charismatic, but like, yeah, I was flawed. Considering we saw like the whole thing where he obviously had had fillers or some work done and went to a baseball game and looked like mm. a pufffish. Yeah, he and looked like a like a wax statue of himself <laughs> a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, it, was it was a little disconcerting. Also, it just looked like fake Tom Cruise in yeah. a way as well, which was really funny. Well, everyone on Twitter was like, is that Tom Cruise? That's just a but different like, guy. Danny Glover's convinced because he's talking to Danny Glover, but then they all figured out, yeah, it's definitely him. But like a week before, he looked just normal filming Mission Impossible 7, so... Yeah, he just got some fillers and didn't realise he's not meant to go out the next day. Mm. Well, he's, he's got a busy schedule. You know, you he's can't like, stop I, Tom Cruise. i got to go to baseball, man. I, I think I'm just very, very susceptible to uh, like ageing hunks becoming world weary in their roles. I don't mm. know what it does to me, but if you make like a guy that was uh, in his prime in the 80s now starting to think over his life in a thoughtful way, you put him on a screen, I'm like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> gracious! You have got much to consider, haven't you? <laughs> I think that's what we, how we felt about the color of money. Like yeah. Oh my Paul god. Paul Newman. Oh, yeah, exactly. Guy who's just getting, he's starting to think back over his life, and I don't know why I find that a very handsome quality. But yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Some about um, a pensive man. I am hoping that this is the start of Tom Cruise becoming the older mentor character that he worked with a lot in the eighties and nineties. Mm. So usually he was a young, you know talented dude who needed to be taken down a notch and taught how things were done and now I'm hoping that he'll sort of step into that role yeah but I also think he likes jumping off buildings and flying big airplanes too much so I don't know I think I think he's going to do that until like even the like weird illegal celebrity surgery that I can get uh, can't save his knees anymore <laughs> and then it's just he's the guy that comes in and says hey hot shot you think you're pretty good <laughs> or how about you think about other people for a change 
And then at the end he buys them a car or whatever. But like those sorts of movies. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. He's yeah. got a long and illustrious career, a career ahead of him, I hope. Mm. Okay, well, they've talked for a while now. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for everyone for joining us. Um, if we're going to rate the movie, mm. we'll just give it a rating out of five, like we usually do, without any spoilers. But, yeah, what would you rate the movie? Uh, I'm going to give that a four out of a five uh, because – I, I think it, 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 they more or less just made the same movie twice, except they took out most of the bad parts from the last one and then just made half of this very, very cool stuff on a screen, which I like. Huge fan of that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. Oh. Um, I mean, that half mark is off because of that silly line that Goose that That's Rooster the said. One? That's no, the I one? That's the one like line it. I don't like that, it. Yeah. Right. Um, and there were people were certainly not sweaty enough for my liking. Like I could get over the fact there was no homoerotic, you know, like, God damn it, Ice, oh, Maverick, you're a Maverick. Mm. There's none of that stuff. That's fine. But, like, Rooster was sweaty for, like, one scene. I feel like they were very sweaty inside no, those cockpits. No, not, compa- not compared to the first one where, mm. like, someone was paid, I think, just to go spritzing them. Go spray Val Kilmer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the dream. So, yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, I, I bloody love the movie and um, I obviously highly recommend it. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Um, I hope that you all enjoyed the movie too. And I really, really appreciate everyone being here and supporting my silly podcast. Um, I've done all the Tom Cruise movies now, but I will be doing something a little bit different with it in the future. So stay tuned. It's Cruising Reviewsin'. Cruising, oh shit. Cruising for a Reviewsin'. And you can find me on social media by looking up Cruising for a Reviewsin'. Can I, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, is it all boat movies after this? Like literally cruising? (laughs) Uh, yeah. That would be Speed 2, which is the worst. Mm. <laughs> Cruise control. <laughs> Maybe I'll just like pivot into just reviewing that movie over and over again. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, well, Wonderful. Other people do it. Why, why can't I? <laughs> Probably for that reason. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone.